Today's episode of Privacy Notes will focus on the epidemic of scam phone calls in Nigeria. The current landscape requires everyone to be data conscious as the world experiences numerous issues with data protection and privacy. Research shows 54% of companies globally record at least one cyber-related attack yearly. In Nigeria, 60% of firms suffer cyber attacks every year. These cyber attacks usually begin with the acquisition of personal information of targeted individuals which can be covertly acquired through a simple phone call. Hello. Hello, good morning. Yeah, good morning. Mm, please, is that a, is it a CDN? Yes, please. Okay, I got this on my MTN line, so I was like, uh, what's the problem? So I, I called to resolve the issue. They said I did uh, something like uh, in line with CVM policy, BVN, your ATM has been deactivated. Call this number to activate the number. So they, what, what, would I, what would I do? I would like that. Have May I know the names of the bank you are operating? Okay. Okay, your card will be activated back to you, but before we do that, we need to verify certain information from you regarding this card. Okay. So be sure we are activating the card in the hands of the rightful owner. So please, I would like to know the expiry date on your UBA card. Same okay, what's the expiry date on your GTB? Please, um, I would like to know your current balance in the account. Please, um, if you check the front of your card, there's a system digit number written there. Can you kindly call out the number? Michael Shilly and Urena Okone from TaxTech have more on how a simple and single phone call can lead to huge personal or corporate losses. Welcome to episode two of Privacy Notes. Privacy Notes is brought to you by TaxAid Technologies Limited, TaxTech, in conjunction with the NDPR Academy. My name is Irina, and with me today is my colleague from Tax Tech, Michael. Hi, Michael. Hi, Irina. How are you? I'm very well, thank you. How are you doing today? Yeah, I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. I mean, it's been a very rainy one all day, and pretty cold, but then, of course, we're good. Okay, so we're speaking from Lagos, Nigeria, if you were wondering. Exactly. So today's episode is going to be quite an interesting one. I'm quite excited about this one because uh, this is a topic that everyone can relate to. It's the epidemic of scam phone calls in Nigeria. Right. Let's dive right into today's topic. So Michael, can you tell us about scam phone calls? Okay, scam phone calls. When we look at that um, topic itself, I think it's very important to clarify between uh, scam and spam. All right, I thought I would just bring that into it because a lot of times people try to confuse both. Now, what is spam, basically? Spam actually is uh, unsolicited communication, you know, uh, usually by emails. When you receive emails that you did not request for, in the event of me trying to maybe advertise my company to you, I reach out to you now. That is actually, in a way, it's spam because you did not ask for it. We get a lot of spam calls, spam emails. But it now becomes scam when the attempt is actually um, to defraud you or to deceive you or to cost you um, someone told arm to yourself, your personal, your, your your data or your business in some way. So that's where it becomes scam. And of course, scam phone calls have become very rife lately. So, I mean, uh, uh, we, yes, we're speaking from Lagos, Nigeria. Lagos, Nigeria itself is not, ex- is not an exception. In fact, we've also joined the wave. 
in terms of um, being victims of this scam phone call epidemic. I think it's good. It's uh, it's actually um, it's intuitive that we actually call it epidemic because that's what it is. When something begins to take its toll and affect people negatively, we could actually call it an epidemic. So yes, um, scam phone calls basically is a major epidemic right now in terms of um, the effect it has on people across the world. All right, thank you so much for that. So just to reiterate, um, scam phone calls are intentional phone calls that are aimed at getting your personal details mm-hmm. and to defraud you. Yes. So what that means is that someone can call me up and you know ask me for my you know bank details, my uh, ATM card details with the intention of defrauding me. So that's what it is. So we'll take a short break and we'll be back. Remember, this is Privacy Notes, brought to you by Taxdeck and the NDPR Academy. So this is two privacy notes brought to you by TaxTech and NDPR Academy. TaxTech, that's Taxi Technologies Limited, is your go-to company for the provision of cybersecurity services, software solution development services, and of course, data protection compliance services. And the NDPR Academy is a training arm where we actually give you data protection compliance trainings. So we're still talking about scam phone calls, the epidemic of scam phone calls. And um, in today's episode, we're looking at a couple of um, um, talking points. So we're looking at what are scam phone calls, which you've defined already earlier. And we're looking at what the, the dangers, the dangers that they pose, that scam phone calls pose to you as an individual or as an organization. We're going to be looking at the warning signs. How do you recognize scam phone calls? When someone calls you, how do you know if this is actually a scam phone call or just a regular phone call? What do you need to do to prevent scam phone calls? And what about when you fall victim, as a lot of people have fallen? What do you do when you fall victim of a scam phone call? Does it mean that is the end of it? Or can you do anything to remedy the situation? And generally, what is the way forward? As I mean, as a people, individuals, and as a nation, and of course, globally, to so look at this on a global scale. Okay, so we'll be looking at it from um, the report of the FTC, that's the Federal Trade Commission in the United States of America, where it reports that on average, all right, um, every successful phone call, when it looked look at the median loss, it accounts for about a thousand dollars that have been lost by individuals that have been forfeited to this um, scam phone calls. And in fact, it also said that about 70% of all of the fraud cases, all fraud cases actually begin with a scam phone call. So the phones, our phones are actually private to us and most of the time it's one of the easiest ways to get access to you uh, beyond all uh, communication channels, um, letters, emails, phone calls and all the phone calls seems to be the easiest and the fastest way because it's much more personal to you. And um, so we're looking at the dangers that these scam phone calls cause here now. So um, I won't be doing the talking alone, like Slavarina here, of course. So um, let's look at the dangers. Let's look at it on a relatable basis now, on a personal note now. I mean, Rina, have you actually experienced any of the scam phone calls before? Yes, I have. I don't think there's anyone in Nigeria who hasn't experienced uh-huh. such. Yes. Okay. Uh, will it be safe to say everyone has actually experienced it? I'll say like nine in ten people. I so that's almost, yeah. I totally agree with you. The person I've experienced it, not one, if I'm multiple times. I still experienced one recently too. Uh, if you recall, before we began this um, conversation, there was an audio that I actually played earlier on. If you listen, it was quite funny, but trust me, that was actually a real case, a life scenario of the incidents of scam phone calls we get all over the place in Nigeria. That one might have looked uh, pretty funny and pretty easy to get, but then, trust me, I mean, some of the scammers have gone, I mean, for lack of a better word, they've gone high-tech 
they've devised different means to actually rip people off through this campaign calls and uh, there's this one i heard about auto dialers that people have actually put some of these guys are put in place now where a shitty operator can actually blast i mean now now they've taken it to a level where it's not just an individual calling you anymore but they have robotics that they put in place there's an automated call that comes to you you just get the call on your phone you look at your dialer you see it could even be uh there's spoofing tools that have been put in place that can actually show you a genuine corporate or government number that you actually see displayed on your phone and you pick the call thinking it's one organization or a government agency calling you meanwhile these are actually the scammers who are out there to defraud you so yes these dangers are very very i mean and what are the dangers now let's look at the dangers um the pause here now when we come back we'll be looking at um the dangers that the scam phone calls actually pose to us as human beings as fiscal individuals and of course as organizations as well we'll be right back Welcome back. This is Still Privacy Notes brought to you by TaxTech and VNDPR Academy. So we said we'd still be discussing about scam phone calls. So right now we'll just be talking about the dangers they pose. So Michael, can you just kindly let us know, um, do scam phone calls pose any danger? And if they do, what are they? Of course, scam phone calls pose a lot of danger um, to the victims now. And the primary of them is actually finance, financial loss. The end game of most of the scam um, scammers is actually to get you to part with your finances, your money, somehow one way or the other. It could be to part with your data. So when you part with money most of the time, due to the deception, maybe you fall victim of the scam phone calls, then you might actually be told to um, provide some details to you. It's, uh, it's quite surprising that people still fall victims, even at this time, because this has been right for a while now. But, um, but people, a lot of people still do not know how to identify this scam phone calls, which we will also be talking about that in a bit now. But part of the um, um, the dangers that pose, like I mentioned earlier, of course, financial loss and, of course, data breaches. In the course of you revealing some very sensitive information about yourself as an individual or your organization, you could actually let these guys have access. And the data breach then means they get into your data and they're able to do whatever they want to do with it. And this is because you actually let them in through your ignorance. I mean, you, you actually follow victim that way. So some of these things, it can actually also extend even to actually losing the reputation of yourself as an individual or your organization. Imagine a data breach of a very, very profound organization. Right, that can actually affect the clients, the customers. A lot of, I mean, there have been case studies, a lot of scenarios of um, big companies who have actually been breached. And as a result of that, they lost a large share of their customer base and their data and other things that way. So, of course, and it also leads, leads to personal loss too. We've actually had people who have been defrauded and from there they even go as far as, you know, committing suicide. These are cases that have actually happened in real life. There have been some who have actually had strokes, who have actually had physical and hazardous health conditions as a result of the scam phone calls or falling victim. So the dangers are numerous. We don't even want to begin to make a list right now, but it's actually an endless list if we look at it. They pose a lot of dangers. It's best not to even fall a victim to scam phone calls. Wow, this is a serious issue. So we need to start looking deeply into it. So I'll just be discussing about, you no, know, what exactly, how exactly do you identify this scam phone calls you know what are the warning signs what how do you know that someone is trying to scam you mm. you know can you just elaborate on that just let us know so that we can you know identify it and then not be at risk of this 
Okay, fine. I'll take this um, extensively. The first way you how do you recognize a scam phone call? One of the ways you can know is um, normally is an unsolicited call. Someone calls you from a government agency or a supposedly big company and say we are from this, we are from that. Calls you did not ask for. You I mean, especially when you think look back, you, did you ever you, did you actually subscribe to anything online? Did you feel any form of any sort? How did they get even your phone number? And that's one of the reasons why I keep, uh, I, I, I tend to advise people most of the time that even when people ask for your phone, you need to be very careful about what you give your number to. It's not everyone you give your phone number to. That's right. That's why data protection exactly. is very important. So it still takes us back to data protection. You go somewhere, you're trying to fill a form somewhere, and someone says, okay, fine, fill this, your name, your this, your phone number. You wonder, okay, I enter, he's going to a supermarket, for instance. Why are you asking for my phone number? You have to give me a reason. If you're telling me, okay, you want to do marketing, you want to market me sometime later, okay, that is understandable. What if I don't want you to market me? So I have a right not to fill my phone number there. But when you're now forced, okay, fine, you have to put your phone number down. There has to be a reason. Preferably, you might even want to request for their privacy policy so you understand why they're actually requesting for these data they are requesting for. So, yeah, unsolicited phone calls, like I mentioned earlier, could be from a supposed government agency. Someone calls you and says, okay, if I, I'm from the FIRS, I'm calling for so-so and so-so reason. Uh, probably telling you that, okay, fine, you have not paid your taxes. So, if you know, if you do your fact checks very well, you will know when uh, this call is not supposed to be for you. And you could easily terminate and say, please, don't call me again. All right, I'll take the, the appropriate measures to make sure you block such a number, preferably. Or, for instance, if some of them could be threats of arm if you don't provide personal information. In the case of the ATMs, and many of many people have called you from supposed banks and tell you, okay, fine, give us your ATM pin and all this. If you don't provide this one, they will block your account and all. And these are the kind of deceptions that actually happen in real life scenarios that people actually face and out of fear you provide the information you should not even be providing to them in the first place and you become a victim there of course some could be travel offers they call you and say okay fine you have won so 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 lottery tickets you've won this and you've won that so uh, please give us these details and all that so there's all this that you don't need to even provide to them especially when you know you don't have any history and again at this risk of sounding controversial to some people actually out of their greed for victim of scam phone calls because someone tells you okay fine uh, so you've won a hundred million naira or you, let me, okay let's not even go there you've won a hundred thousand naira or dollars or whatever it is you think okay what work have you done to warrant you winning such and you say okay fine i ask you for details okay provide this okay let's have this let's have that and you end up falling victim that for something you should not even be falling victim for out of um for lack of a better word that just sheer greed so yes, these are some of the warning signs how you can actually recognize them. They come with all some juicy package, juicy offers that you could actually know that should not, I mean, you, you've not done anything to actually deserve those or warrant them. And even when you actually even feel legal forms online, you still need to be careful because sometimes through a data breach, they could even have access to those forms you've completed online and bring something else to you. They, t- they tell you that coming from that source, but meanwhile, they have something else in mind. So one, everyone just needs to be very, very sensitive when you receive unsolicited phone calls. All right. Thank you so much for that. So in a nutshell, um, you need to be careful about sharing your sensitive information, sensitive Correct. information like your ATM PIN and your bank details. Be very careful about it because these are signs that it mm. is a scam. Mm. So what do you need? What? How can we actually prevent this? Is it preventable? Is it not? Um, if you ask me, actually, I don't think it's preventable, to be honest, because as long as you have a phone, as long as you have a phone number 
and your phone number is out there, people will actually try to reach you. So you could only limit it or reduce it to the barest minimum. I, I like um, statistics have actually proven that at least nine out of every ten. Let's even come home to Nigeria now. Out of every ten phone numbers, at least nine have actually received a scam phone call. It could be, I mean, sometimes it's not even a phone call. It could be an SMS. You get some messages and all that. Call so 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 number to do this to do that. So uh, the best way to do this: be very careful about how you give your number out. Your phone number, that is. Do you? I mean, why are you giving your phone number out? And again, even and I also, I mean, even besides even you protecting your own phone number, you could actually pro- protect the number of your contacts too. For instance, someone asks you, can I have this person's number? Before you even give somebody else's number out, you should ask that person first. For instance, I'll ask you, okay, Urena, maybe I want, somebody's asking me for your number. I need to ask you first, Urena, can I give this person your number? You need to give me your consent first. Exactly. I don't have a right to just give your number to that person without actually confirming from you first. Mm-hmm. Because I never know that that number could get into the wrong hands and people could do it funny stuff with it so yes i think you need to be careful about how you give out in the nutshell how do you give out your, you need to be careful about your sensitive personal data you give out of which your phone number is one of such so i think that's the best way to prevent this scam phone calls and of course too um and another way to prevent yourself from falling a victim of this of such phone calls is when those calls come true immediately you notice them immediately just i mean just just cut off the conversation don't even engage them i've actually heard people say things like hey, let's waste their credit let's waste their airtime let's engage them a little more you might not be that lucky because in the process of trying to engage them what if there's a spoofing tool or something that they've actually put in and as you're talking to them i don't know if i mean of course it's possible there's some technology technology has already gone in a very very i mean on a large scale now that even from phone calls they could actually assess some very relevant and sensitive information so, so preferably don't even respond to those numbers when you see the numbers you could sometimes i mean okay an app now like true color i was i'm still going to talk about true color shortly too true color for instance now actually shows you some numbers you see you even see the spam some actually shows you there you know automatically don't even bother picking such numbers you don't need to even pick bigger to try and engage them and uh, of course like we mentioned there don't provide sensitive data to unknown callers then of course follow instructions like when they say press one to get off this i mean press one press this press that you need to be very very wary of such um, instructions on the phone calls thank you so much for that and we'll take a short break and when we come back we'll be talking about the way forward This is still Privacy Notes, the podcast brought to you by Taxi Technologies Limited and the NDPR Academy. Taxi Technologies Limited, like we mentioned earlier on, is your plug for software development services, for cybersecurity services, and for data protection compliance services. While the NDPR Academy provides you NDPR training. So moving on, we're talking about um, scam phone calls. Oh, still the second episode of Privacy Notes, the podcast. Uh, what do you do when you fall a victim? Because we know now a lot of people have actually fallen victim. Uh, I think the first, oh, let me, okay, let me throw that question to Urena now. Urena, have you, have you ever been a victim at any point? Actually, thankfully, I haven't. Okay, ever but you've received such calls. Okay, so exactly. if someone falls a victim, how would you, what would you advise the person to do? Sit down there, start crying and like, oh my God, I lost my money, I lost my data, I lost all just, what do you advise the person to do? Um, so I think there's some measures in place that I wouldn't know how effective that is right now. But I think the first thing, surely if it's your bank, mm-hmm. um, you need to call your bank. 
I mean, I know there's some short codes that you can go on to and then just block your account details immediately. Block your ATM, block all your access to all your accounts. If it's for you to block the person from accessing your emails, do everything that is possible. Change your passwords. Mm. No one effective thing to do is actually change your passwords Mm. frequently. So, I mean, that's, that's one thing you should do. The first Mm. step that you should take. And then obviously reports to the higher authorities. Fantastic. Yeah, so two things there. If it's a bank transfer, if it's a financial scam, then immediately report to your bank or your customer care. Or like you mentioned, there are short codes that are available across different banking platforms now where you could actually block such um, from actually assessing your account. And of course, report to the authorities. Um, at the moment right now, um, let's again, coming back home, we still have challenges with the appropriate reporting authorities for scam phone calls. Okay, case in point. Recently, my uh, my wife's phone was hacked. That was sometime uh, sometime late last year. So we're thinking, okay, what do we do? What do we do? We did not even know what to report to. All right, we went to the police station and they were telling us to, I mean, <laughs> report to the local um, crimes commission here and that process was going to probably take forever. So one of the things we're trying to do at Tax Tech too is um, we have a system, a, a platform we're developing currently. It's actually going to help people report data breaches. So when you have this kind of breaches, you could easily report them and we can escalate it to the appropriate authorities and help you deal with these things as fast as possible. Because if you look at what some of the challenges you have, some of this, the fraud, this schemes, um, these fraud schemes, you actually pay those monies to an account, to a bank account. So I mean, there's a BV and there's a bio, uh, biometric verification number right now that is in place. So ordinarily, this bank account should be tracked. But somehow, because of the system we have currently, it's so difficult to actually track this and a lot of times you just let it go. You've lost your money, just let it go. But with uh, platforms like the reporting data breach and all that, you can actually assess this and take advantage of, uh, of of this platform to be able to report any such breach that you have and when you fall a victim. And also remember, I forgot to mention earlier on that one of the a common denominator that you would always know uh, on the scam phone call is that they begin to ask you for personal information. Um, they begin to ask you to release something, some details, all right, that are very personal to you that ordinarily your bank has given you warnings that they would never ask from you. I mean, if by the time they start asking you to, to give them the numbers on your ATM card or the back, they say, okay, open the back of your ATM card, you check something, you see the three-digit number, I mean, and all of those things, they should be very, very careful. You know that, okay, no, these guys have something up their sleeves. You should basically, a long and short of it is that don't give out any sensitive personal information to anyone that you do not know. Thanks for listening to Privacy Notes. On our next episode, we'll be talking about detecting and checkmating the various types of social media cybercrimes such as charity funds and social hijacking.